Tony Ferguson versus Donald Cerrone. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. El Cucuy, 24 wins, 3 losses. Of those 24 wins, 11 are by KO, TKO, 8 by sub, 5 by decision. Of his 3 losses, 1 by sub, 2 by decision. Cowboy, 36 wins, 11 losses. Of his 36 wins, 10 by KO, TKO, 17 by sub, 9 by decision. Of those 11 losses, 4 by KO, TKO, 1 by sub, 6 by decision. Currently, the line sits with Cerrone as a slight underdog, plus 120. Ferguson comes back at minus 140. We'll go, won't go, three rounds. We'll go, plus 130, won't go, minus 160. Fight is a draw, 75 to 1. Cerrone wins inside, plus 245. Ferguson wins inside, plus 192. Cerrone wins by decision, plus 370. Ferguson wins by decision, plus 247. The first thing you need to know is these lines are vastly different from what they opened at. Ferguson opened as a minus 245 favorite, and the public has pounded Cerrone. That's because every time you doubt Cerrone, the guy seems to come through, right? I mean, he's won three in a row, and he's looked pretty decent doing it. The Alex Hernandez fight, I believe he was the underdog, I think, against Al, he was the underdog. I don't remember exactly where Perry. I think he might have been the underdog. I did pick him to win that fight. Um, the Alexander fight in the first round, I thought he looked shaky. And then he just bit down on his gum shield and went to work. And the young cat couldn't hang. Against Al, same thing. He actually, he actually admitted in the first round of the Al fight, for some reason, he just couldn't get the engine revving. And he said that had Al jumped on him, he would have finished him in the first round. That's eye-opening, and that's brutally honest. You're not going to hear that from most fighters that win the fight, pretty much dominate the fight, and say, hey, I was so vulnerable in that first round that if Al would have jumped on me, that was it. That's scary because he is 36 years old. He has good motivation, especially with his new baby boy. And for him not to be able to get up, not to be able to get going, and to say it was so risky that he could have lost the fight had Al actually done anything, is very, very dangerous when you're looking at a fight against El Kukui. Because El Kukui is a guy who is going to bring it, and he will bring it in the first round. So if Cerrone, for whatever reason, has that happen to him again, like he did in the Al fight, well, Tony will get him out of there in the first round. So that's very, very eye-opening to me. Very dangerous if you're betting Cerrone. We all know what he brings to the table. We all know what he's done. We know everything about both of these fighters. But that issue, whether it was a mental thing, a physical thing, a combination, I don't know what it was that was going on with Cerrone is very dangerous because he's not going to have a fighter with a low IQ 
like Ally Aquinta in there. He's not going to have a fighter that's just going to lay back and let him overcome whatever that obstacle was in the first round and not push him to that wall, push him to that dark place where he crumbles. Tony Ferguson will do that. He is going to do that whether you're mentally strong, mentally weak, physically strong, physically weak. He's going to bring it. I think actually if we're talking about a pure striking technical match, Cerrone is the better technical striker. In my opinion, Tony Ferguson is super tough. He's got really good grit and determination, but he gets hit a lot. You've seen him rocked and dropped in the past. Somebody like Cerrone who throws straighter punches and keeps a pretty decent tight defense that he could counter off can be damaging, very damaging to somebody like Tony Ferguson, who's far more unorthodox, drops his hands, puts his chin out, throws looping punches, does just crazy stuff. You guys have all seen the training videos. He does that same stuff when he's in the octagon. He just fights like a crazy man. Speaking of, you have to point out his issues outside of the octagon, not only with the injuries, but his mental health. So you got a physical health and a mental health. I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. It looked at one point like the guy was going to get committed to a mental institution. How has he recovered from that? Is he okay? I mean, this is a brutal sport. Your head is not meant to be punched. Is he having some type of CTE reaction? What's going on with him? You never really fully got an explanation. It just kind of faded away. Everybody was supporting him. At one point, it looked like he might be out, like I said, committed or some type of psychological evaluation. I mean, something has to be going on there for that to happen. I don't know if it's fight related, if it was personal issues, if it was just, you know, stress related, anxiety, whatever it is. But that's something you have to factor in along with the injuries as well. Listen. He's no spring chicken either. We talk about Cerrone and him not being able to get the engine going and whatever problems he had in the owl fight and, and his age and wear and tear. But you also got to look at that as uh, Tony Ferguson as well. Even though he's like on a 10 or 11 fight win streak, at some point, you know, age, the amount of punishment that you've taken, these injuries, and then you've got the mental issues that Tony was going through as well. This could just all add up on a perfect night and there goes your huge win streak. A lot of big money fights, super fights, all that can go out the window. So this is a very, very interesting fight because you've got two fighters that basically were saying mentally they've had issues recently and now they're going up against each other. You've got two good strikers. One's a little more unorthodox and one's a little more technical. You've got two really good submission guys that... I probably have an underrated ground game. Certainly Tony does. A lot of people would champion Cerrone to just be in a blood and guts warrior type fight. But I always said use your jujitsu because it's off the hook. And when he uses his jujitsu and he uses his ability to, to grapple with people, a lot of times he dominates. You can't find very many fights where it ends up on the ground that you wouldn't favor. Donald Cerrone it happens very, very few times where he gets out grappled. And you can see that by his record. You can see that overall if you've watched him. He's very, very good on the ground. So this is a very interesting matchup. The books probably set that high, that line too high, in my opinion. 
and public money was gonna pour in on Cerrone, especially when you look over his last three fights. Again, I think he's been the underdog. People are going, man, you doubt this guy. You bet against him, and you're losing your money. So this could be a calculated thing by the books going, we're gonna get a bunch of Cerrone money, but stylistically, we think Tony is the fresher guy. We think Tony brings that unorthodox style. We think Tony's pressure and just pure amount of punches, the volume is going to overwhelm Cerrone. And I can see that. I can definitely see that where anybody that's making that case. The counter case to me would just be Cerrone is the tighter striker. He's the more technical striker. And then even with his kicks and stuff, they're just, they're thrown more skillful in my opinion that doesn't mean that Tony doesn't do things well and it isn't effective for him he obviously makes it work you don't get that kind of win streak in the UFC if you're not doing things correctly and it works for him but I'm just saying matchup for matchup when you're going up against somebody like Cerrone Cerrone's generally going to be the better technical striker and I think that's the case here that doesn't mean that Tony can't overwhelm Cerrone and I think that would probably be the game plan for Ferguson is to try to overwhelm Cerrone and close that distance. That doesn't mean that he can't hang on the outside. I just would give Cerrone a slight edge there due to the technical skills. And I think it would make the fight harder for Tony. Now, there is the risk that Tony rushes in and gets caught. You've seen that happen before. And somebody who throws the straighter punches, who has good pop on his punches, who's kind of like resurging at 155, who obviously has been around the game for a long time, has a ton of experience, isn't worried about the fight going to the ground. It can be dangerous because Cerrone can put all of his power into these shots and not worry about Tony taking him down. Because if they get into a grappling match, they get into a grappling match. But if you catch Tony coming in like that, as I said in the past, you've seen him caught, rock, drop, you can, you can do serious, serious damage. So when you're looking at this fight, I get why the line is where it's at now. I think when the books opened it, it was a little too high on Ferguson, especially considering the injuries and the mental health things that we were talking about going into this. Granted, you have to look at his win streak. You have to see what he's been doing. You, ha you have to respect that. But at the same time, you're only as good as. We always talk about that. And we don't know if this Ferguson that's coming into the octagon on Saturday is going to be the same Ferguson that just beat Anthony Pettis or beat Kevin Lee or beat Dos Anjos. We honestly don't know. Like, you have to see that, right? And he, and he struggled a bit against Kevin Lee as well. You saw that. I mean, he ended the fight off of his back. So it's not like El Kukui just always has his way. He does face adversity. He's a blood and guts warrior. A lot of people, you know, champion how great his chin in and, and how well he takes punches, how he can take abuse and just keep on coming. The engine just keeps on revving and he just keeps walking people down and breaking them down. But I'm always telling people, listen, the body can only take so much. Every time he does that, a little bit less of him is able to do it. I don't care how good you are at taking those punches, how good your defense is. The human body isn't meant to be hit like this. And like I said, with the mental issues, you have to wonder, is that from combat sports? You see this in football all the time where they're hitting helmets and these guys are having all kinds of issues, anger issues, paranoia, all kinds of stuff during their football career, but almost certainly after their football career. 
So that's an issue. And so at some point, I believe his, you know, supreme durability is going to start to lessen. And I think you're already seeing a bit of that. Again, he is 35. He's got almost 30 fights. I think you're already seeing that. And against a striker like Cerrone, he could really take advantage of some of those defensive liabilities that Ferguson's been able to get away with. And I don't expect him to correct them. That's the way he fights. Most fighters can't take advantage of it. And a lot of times he will just lure you into a brawl. And that's what he wants because he believes he can out tough you and he will mentally and physically break you. Could he do that to Cerrone? Yes, we've seen Cerrone fold before. Let's be honest. He's a warrior. He has heart, but we've seen him fold before. So in my case, what I'm thinking is the Tony Ferguson game plan is going to be to bring him to that dark place and try to get him to fold. The, the same way that he was mentioning what Al could have done in the first round, Ferguson is going to be trying that for all three rounds. For Cerrone, he's obviously going to fight fire with fire if he has to, but I think he will probably try to maintain some type of distance on the outside and use his better technical striking to keep Ferguson on the end of his punches and kicks and try to catch him coming in with those defensive liabilities and just overcommitting because... Ferguson does that a lot. He does crazy stuff in there that leaves himself wide open. He gets cut. He gets dropped. He gets hurt. He does a lot of things wrong, quote unquote wrong, but it just works for him. But you have to ask yourself, how long is this going to work for him? How long is he going to be able to fight that type of style? And what's going on outside the octagon with the physical injuries and the mental health? Is that going to play a role in this fight? That's a very, very interesting fight. Stylistically, it's awesome. I mean, they are both pretty much legends in the sport, especially Cerrone and what he's done. Every time you write the guy off, he just seems to pop back up, and you're like, seriously? Like, everybody's even hoping he wins this fight to get a fight, a huge money fight with Conor McGregor. I mean, they... You can, how can you not love Donald Cerrone? Like I said, very honest. There ain't many fighters that you're going to find that tell you, hey, I was completely off in the first round against Al, and he could have just totally knocked me out. It would have finished me. Like, it wasn't, I don't know what was going on. I can't put my finger on it. I couldn't warm up right. I just wasn't into it. You're not going to hear very many fighters say that because their future opponents are going, hey, Wait a minute now. Does he have something going on where he can't get going? Can't get the engine going in the first round? It takes him too long to warm up? If that's the case, I'm going to jump on him. And you've seen him hit with body shots and crumble in the first rounds before. Maybe this is an ongoing issue. Maybe this isn't something new. It's just something he spoke about. And he's like, man, you know, what's going on with this first round deal type of situation? Go back and look at the and uh, the Hernandez fight. I really thought in that one, like, he looked shaky in that first round. He really did. Like, for a second there, it looked like the young cat that talked all that smack was going to blast Cerrone out in the first round. He looked very, very shaky and wobbled there. And then you could just see the switch where he just basically said, oh, if I'm going to get knocked out, I'm going to get knocked out. And he just bit down and literally just started throwing punches and running Hernandez into punches. That's the kind of fighter Cerrone is. I mean, people love love him, and you have to respect what he's done. This is a very interesting fight. I think either way, either fighter you like, you're probably looking straight lines here. And I'll honestly, simply because 
who knows how they match up on the ground, man. I mean, that could be a game changer, right? They're both very, very good on the ground. Somebody could easily get caught there. And then in the striking match, you see that we talked about Ferguson being unorthodox, but at the same time, it works for him. But he could easily get caught, drop the rock, and maybe Cerrone finish him. Other people have been able to do that, but not get the finish. Cerrone's a finisher, man. If he gets you hurt, he's going to try to finish you. On the flip side, that unorthodox, crazy style, we've seen Cerrone under pressure and break before. Tony's going to try to bring him to those dark places and try to make him submit, you know, physically and mentally. He's going to try to make him break. And we already heard Cerrone say that there are issues going into the Al first round that could have cost him that fight. And trust me, Tony Ferguson is a completely different animal than Al Iaquinta. I can tell you that right now, not only mentally, but just the tools that he brings, his overall skill set is so far and above Ally Quintas that it's almost unfair to even mention his name. It's not even comparable. If Cerrone comes in, even half of what he was thinking was going on with Al in that first round, Ferguson is going to take advantage of that. This is a very, very difficult fight because both guys bring a lot to the table. And their flaws are their flaws, but generally they overcome those flaws. I think it's difficult to go against El Kukui. Look at his win streak. Look who he's beat. Look what he's done. Yeah, there's issues going into this fight I have concerns about. Yeah, we have the age issue. There are things that make you pause, but nobody's been able to get the official W against him. He struggled. He hasn't looked great all the time, but somehow he's eking it out. Where Cerrone, a lot of his career, he's been up and down, up and down. He would go on a win streak and then a lose streak. He'd win and lose, win, lose. And when you have the same type of issues about Cerrone coming into this fight, right? Was it, not, was it a physical issue? Was it a mental issue? Why couldn't he get going? Obviously, he's looking for a big money fight or a title fight. Seems very, very strange that you know you have to get past Al to get into that position to get the Tony Ferguson fight, to get the Conor McGregor fight, to get the title fight. Like, you have to win that. And he couldn't get the engine going. So that's dangerous when you're talking about fighting a guy like Tony Ferguson. So it's difficult for me to go against Tony. I understand every time we pick against Donald, he wins. That certainly could be the case here. I am not counting Donald out at all. Like I said, I think the opening opening line was off. Even if Ferguson comes out and blasts him out in one round, we talked about how that could happen. But on paper, when you're looking at the skill set, this is not an easy fight for Tony Ferguson unless he's able to catch that Donald Cerrone that's not in the zone, catch him cold, catch him early, and get him out of there. Otherwise, if you allow Cerrone to get that engine revving, if you allow him to get into the mode, get into the groove, then generally he's a very, very tough fighter to beat. I think this is an amazing fight. If anybody just wanted to watch it and lay off, I wouldn't have a problem with that. If it was five rounds, you could probably look at something like that under. They have the three-round under favored. I totally get that as well. Like we said, in striking, there's vulnerabilities on each side. And the grappling game, who the hell knows who the better grappler is? Tony's a little more unorthodox. Cerrone has already a proven 
amazing ground game that you are playing with fire if you grapple with them, including Tony Ferguson. So that could end in a split second. You could have a back-and-forth battle, and then all of a sudden somebody makes a slight mistake and gets submitted. So you could definitely make a case for that. I think you would make a better case if it was a five-round fight for it to go under because generally these guys are really tough, especially Ferguson. That's what he's known for. And Cerrone, as of late, has really been biting down. And even though he's faced a little adversity here and there where he looks shaky, he's been able to overcome something that Tony's been doing. But like I said, for seven, eight, nine, ten fights. So in my opinion, that's the difference. The difference is the win streak. The difference is that Tony's been doing this consistently, that he's been able to overcome consistently. And even though I have a lot of questions about it, I think in the end, Tony Ferguson gets the win. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.